Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Welcome to Real Presence Radio Live. This is Father Randall Kiesel, broadcasting live from the Church of St. Michael in Pine Island, Minnesota. We have a beautiful day here. The Lord has made, I pray your day, has had a great start. We're very happy you're with us, and may our Lord bless you to hear our show. We have a great show, great lineup of guests this morning. Uh, we will have a call-in, Real Presence Radio Live and Stray Talk. Uh, that will be coming up at the bottom of the hour here. And if you're going to call in, please call 877-795-0122. And as we do with each show, let us start with prayer. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of thy faithful, and enkindle in them the fire of thy love. Send forth thy spirit, and they shall be created, and thou shalt renew the face of the earth. Let us pray. O God, who didst instruct the hearts of the faithful by the light of the Holy Spirit, grant us by the same Spirit to have a right judgment in all things, and ever to rejoice in his consolation. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. And let us pray for all of our listeners and our loved ones, asking our Blessed Mother to help us on this great day of our Lord. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And I know we have our first guest on the line here, Father Chris Alar from the Marians of the Immaculate Conception, and who lives and works at the National Shrine of Divine Mercy in Massachusetts, Stockbridge. Uh, Father Chris, welcome to the show. Hi, Father Kazo. Good to talk with you again. Oh, it's great to have you back on. It's always a joy to hear your voice, and even more when we can visit in person at the shrine. So, yeah, uh, we need to have you come back. <laughs> I would love to do that. And many more people, many more people here from the Midwest. You've got to go see the Shrine of the Divine Mercy in Stockbridge if you have not. And they have an awesome website. And Father Chris, tell us how things are going out at the Shrine. Well, we're trying to bury the snow. Uh, so we've gotten a pretty good cold temperatures. But hey, uh, God, like Narnia, it will thaw. And uh, <laughs> the, uh, the, the ice and the snow will thaw. And we'll have better days ahead. <laughs> Wow, it's, it sounds like you're talking about Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How many inches did you get there? Um, you know, Boston got it worse. They're on the east coast of Massachusetts. We're on the far west coast in the Brookshire Mountains. And so we we got a little less than they did. So about a foot or less uh, out in Boston, they got more than that. So uh, hopefully everybody's okay. Yeah, I hope so too. Wow. Well, we're... Happy to have you on, Father. And this morning, we're going to talk about the spiritual and corporal works of mercy and anything else you'd like to weave in uh, to this sure. teaching here this morning. So we're glad to have you with us. And uh, tell us a little bit about the spiritual corps and corporal works of mercy. Uh, can they be found in Scripture, Father? Well, yeah. And this is probably one of the biggest sticking points for non-Catholic Christians because they believe that we Catholics... Uh, believe that <clears throat> we're going to earn our way into heaven by working at a soup kitchen. 
And that is not the teaching. But it is necessary that we do those kinds of things. So how do you reconcile this? Okay, Matthew 25, the whole chapter, talks about the sheep and the goats. And we know uh, that at the time of judgment, Christ will separate the sheep from the goats, and he'll tell the sheep, uh, well done, good and faithful servant. But he'll look at the goats and say, not so well done. Um, When I was hungry, you didn't bring me food. When I was thirsty, you didn't give me drink. When I was naked, you didn't clothe me. When I was in prison, you didn't visit me. And then he says something shocking. He doesn't say, well, I know you were busy. Don't worry about it. He says, away with you into the eternal fire. The judgment, So, Yeah, this is not optional. So how do we reconcile? On one sense, we are not teaching that you can earn your way into heaven by working at a soup kitchen, but Matthew 25 tells us we have to do these things. Okay, the easiest way to reconcile this, and the whole dispute between Catholics and Protestants, is over the meaning of the word works. Mm-hmm. Now, Protestants think we mean by works that we are uh, like the Pharisees, you know, um, you know, doing certain ritual things or, or doing some kind of a chore, task. No, what we mean by works are works of love, yes. not the works of the law. And we've got to have love. First uh, Corinthians 13.2 says, If I have faith that can move mountains, but I do not have love, I am nothing. Yes, and that was yesterday. James, yeah, and James 2.24, see that a man is justified by works and not by faith alone. For as the body apart from the spirit is dead, so faith apart from works is dead. Now, what he means, again, is works of love, not works of just the law. So... We have to understand this, and Father, before we get into details, I would like to say one more thing. Mm-hmm. It can go both ways. Um, I want to give you two extreme examples that your listeners are probably familiar with. On the far evangelical Protestant side, you have those who believe faith alone. Well, Romans 3.28 does not say faith alone. It says you are saved by faith. Martin Luther added the word alone. Right. It does not say that in the original scripture. <laughs> And then he says, not by works, but that's where the Protestants stop. He goes and he actually says, not by works of the law. Right. So we Catholics believe this. Now, here's the point I want to make. On the far one side, you have the, the evangelicals saying it's faith alone. But then you have some radical traditional Catholics that, I'm, you know, I'm one of them in, in many ways, but we got to be careful, because then they say it's only the sacrament. It doesn't matter yeah. what you do, as long as you go to the sacraments, you're good. Well, no, I could sit in that pew every Sunday and go to the sacraments. But if I'm not opening my heart, if I'm not receiving that grace, and I'm not living it in love, it's not going, it's going to be that seed. You also talk about the, the readings, Father. What about the seed falling, um, the daily readings? The seed, if it doesn't have fertile soil, that's right. It, it, it's it's, it's going to die. Even though God plants the seed in the sacrament, the sacrament's like the seed that plants in us. If we don't have rich soil for it to grow, we will die. So you have these two extremes that you have faith alone Protestants, you have sacrament alone Catholic. And the way to bridge the gap 
are these works of love called the corporal and spiritual works of mercy. That's right. Uh, and so just rephrasing that in a way, so it's as if the, the sacraments, in a sense, introduce us to Jesus and free us uh, to be one yes. with Jesus. And then the mission of Jesus, which we, he went into the world. Remember, he performed the miracles. He fed people. He fed thousands of people on different occasions. Yeah. We know in the miracle of the loaves and fishes. He also healed people. He also uh, had a kind of preaching, giving witness to the love of God the Father. If you have seen me, you have seen the Father, the love of the yeah. Father and his mercy. Uh, just like today in the gospel, he freed the, the Gerasene demoniac. And then he said, now go, now that you're free, go and tell your family and others of what our Lord has done to you in his mercy or done for you. Yeah. And so that yeah. is the bridge that, uh, that the introduction in the sacrament sacraments and the life of the church sets us free so that then yeah. one with Jesus, we're ready to go out, represent him or carry him as St. Jose Maria Escriva liked to say, Lord, let me be the mule that carries you to your people. We, we bring Jesus and have the works of representing him and loving him uh, in others yeah. and on his behalf. So that makes a lot yeah, of sense, the, Father. Yeah. And the sacraments are imperative. I hope nobody took me wrong. No, not at all. The sacraments are imperative because... We need the grace. In, in the sacraments are not symbols. You remember our definition of sacrament, it's an efficacious sign, meaning it does something, of God's grace instituted by Christ and entrusted to the Church by which divine life is instilled in us. You know, I, rem- I was memorized, I forced, was forced, I use that word lightly, my sister Dorothy in the eighth grade to memorize <laughs> that definition, and I've never forgotten it. Because that is what the sacraments do. But we got to have the fertile soil in our hearts and souls for the sacraments to, to plant that grace and for it to grow. And that is what corporal and spiritual works of mercy can do. Because Jesus said, be merciful as your Father is merciful. We know this from Luke six thirty six. But, uh, Father, this is the beauty of mercy. Because what is mercy? Mercy is the highest form of love. Everybody says, well, yeah, you need love, Father. But yeah, I could tell you all day long I love you. But then you call me and say, Father, I need you to come out. Desperate need. I'm sick. I have parishioners that are starving for the Eucharist. Please come out and help me. I'm like, well, Father, I'm going to go pheasant hunting that weekend. You know, oh. I, I, can't, I can't. I can't. You know, I have my priorities. I, I, now I'm not putting my love into action. Right. Um, mercy is putting love into action. Um, it's it's, it's where you take that love, but then you make it, you work it. You That's why works to Catholics are really mercy. That's why we call them works of mercy, because we're putting these works of corporal and spiritual works into practice, and that's where we manifest our love. So love is manifested in our actions, and then we have mercy. So it's, it's a beautiful, important part of our faith. It is, and it's as if a, a friend of mine said this once, that mercy, uh, it, love, is meeting uh, suffering where it is found, and that is God's mercy. Uh, I think you yeah. said that once. Is that yeah. love, and, yeah. love and action is, and, it, and when love goes and meets where there's need and poverty yeah. and misery, uh, that is the expression of love, and, and it's mercy. It's our Lord yeah, redeeming. And, yeah, and you remember well, Father, because Mercy is a particular mode of love that when love encounters suffering, it takes action to do something about it. 
And That's so right. in the spiritual corporal works of mercy, we have met suffering. We've met a hungry person. Or even the spiritual works of mercy. Counsel the doubtful or... How about this one, Father? Admonish the sinner. Boy, there right. we get in trouble for doing yes. that. Yep. Um, to work a mercy. And so a particular mode of love that when love encounters suffering, it takes action to do something about it. Now we've done a corporal or spiritual work of mercy because we encountered suffering. I'm hungry. I'm thirsty. I'm in prison. I'm naked. And we met that suffering, and then we did something about it. We clothed them. We visited them. We fed them. And so you're exactly right. So sorry sorry to cut you off there, Father. <laughs> oh, no, you're, you're doing great. It's awesome. Well, Father Chris, tell us about the corporal works. Uh, what, do you have a list in front of you? You can share a little bit about each one. Absolutely. And it is something that we have um, committed to memory as well. Uh, you know, feed the hungry... Uh, this comes again all from Matthew, for I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. Um, you know, we can help the hungry in many ways. You know, we can donate, we can go help the soup kitchen. Uh, but also, it's more than that. People were hungry for the Lord. People were hungry for love. People were hungry. These are things that are not just necessarily physical, but they can be, because the corporal means of the body. You know, that's what we usually think. Um it's very important that we do that, and then that leads them to give drink to the thirsty. Um, you know, do you know, Father, that nearly a billion people in the world lack access to a supply of safe water? Wow, I didn't know that. A billion people, and more than three billion, or I should say, uh, actually, um, million, because now we're talking something even farther, more than three million people a year die from water-related disease, like dysentery, mm-hmm. diarrhea, um, and things like that. So there's a good friend of ours, um, Mermine, um, who uh, works with a, something, uh, a, a charity, if you want to look into, called Works uh, uh, Water for Mercy. And she helps bring African villages clean, fresh water. Um, and when you look at it, nearly one-fifth of all childhood deaths are caused, believe it or not, by diarrhea. Mm-hmm. And this is caused from an imbalance of clean water. And so we don't know this. I mean, a lot of people don't realize this. We live in a world that's thirsty, um, you know, um, so we can help. We can help donate to, like, Water for Mercy and other places like that. But, you know, you can give drink to the thirsty, you know, in more of a figurative way, too, by voting, for example, supporting clean water policies, by voting politicians who want to keep it clean. Um, as I said, my friend Ramin Rubin, she does Water for Mercy at waterformercy.org. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of ways. And then you got clothed and naked. This and one for is the obvious. Chris, we're going to take yeah. a little break here and uh, stay with us. The okay. Real Presence Radio Live. You're with Father Randall Kazel, and we have our guest on, Father Chris Alar from the National Shrine of Divine Mercy in Stockbridge. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Do you know? 
know a priest who has made a difference in your life or at your parish, one who has helped you through a loss, discern an important decision, or celebrated the sacraments with you and your family? Real Presence Radio would like to know about these amazing priests. Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com contact to nominate your priest. And each week on Real Presence Live, we will recognize one of our priests with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Help us honor our fathers by nominating your priest today. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, the Executive Director of Riverview Place in Fargo. The blessing of our foundation built on faith and our sense of fellowship strengthens our sense of safety, security, and community. This is what the region has come to rely on at Riverview Place for the past 35 years. We'd love to have you join us. Call 701-237-4700 to set up a tour today or check us out at homeishere.org. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Radio Live. This is Father Randall Kazel broadcasting live from the Church of St. Michael in Pine Island, Minnesota, here in southern Minnesota. Beautiful day today. And we have a great guest with us, Father Chris Alar from the National Shrine of Divine Mercy in Stockbridge. Father Chris, thanks for being with us. Oh, thank you. Uh, we were in the midst of the Corporal Works of Mercy. Why don't you pick up off right where you left us? I think it was uh, Clothing the Naked. Yeah, and that one is clear. How many of us do not have some clothes laying around the house that we do not use? And a lot of times we actually throw them away. What a shame. You mm-hmm. know, we can have those donated. Um, we can even sell items to raise money and then give that for good causes. That's true almsgiving, you know, yes. um, taking things that we would uh, money that we could normally use that, they, that we give to them. So um, basically it's, it's providing that uh, one of the most basic elements of human needs, which is, is clothing. So anyway, um, you know, we, you know, we, 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 why not practice them actually inwardly, you know, from the heart? Um, you know, this is something very important. So anyway, we then go into shelter, the homeless, food and shelter uh, is common in clothing, food, shelter, clothing. Uh, Jesus said, when I was a stranger, you welcomed me. Again, going back to Matthew 25. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do we do? You know, we can start with family members. Um, you know, if we have an aging or an ill family member, uh, we can welcome them in. I know a lot of people who are taking care of, you know, parents and even <laughs> a lot of children living at home, you know, nowadays with the crazy things that are happening in the economy. 
and whatnot. But you could do Habitat for Humanity, mm-hmm. uh, volunteers, lend a hand, building homes for the underprivileged. Uh, you can donate money to great things like Covenant House. Uh, they provide food and shelter for trouble you know, young people uh, throughout the country. Um, you know, we can also, again, voting, uh, you know, voting for those politicians that support uh, these Christian values. Um, you know, so this is important. You know, the, the Catechism um, teaches this, uh, Father. It says, human misery elicited the compassion of Christ. And if I remember this, uh, I, I just jotted this down. I got my Catechism right here, uh, 2448. Hence, those who are oppressed by poverty are the object of a preferential love on the part of the Church. So we are called, you know, to love these. So anyway, next is visit in those in prison. There's some great prison ministries um, yes. going out. We, we send a lot of free material to prisons, a lot of conversions. You know, a lot of people won't convert to Christ until after they've realized their mistakes. That's right. And, um, you know, this is not being soft on crime, um, you know, on the contrary, with some violent criminals, um, society had to lock them up, you know, and now they have nothing or nobody. Um, and well, so that's the, we, the gospel today, too, in that sense. You yeah. see the Gerasene Demoniac, they, they tried to lock yeah. them up, they couldn't. Yeah, yeah. And, um, uh, you, know, you know, punishment deters and quarantines, but friendship and, and, and um, prayer have the capacity to reform and heal. Yes. You know, what's going to reform them isn't punishment and quarantining them. What's going to reform them is prayer, visiting, showing them love. An encounter with Jesus. So we, yeah, if we really want these people, um, you know, uh, to do that, if we really want people to convert, we got to be that example. You know, uh, Father, there's a guy named Charles Colson. Um, he was part of Watergate, mm-hmm. and he he was convicted, and he converted to Christianity while in prison, and now mm-hmm. he runs a major prison outreach ministry, Christian wow. ministry. So you have great examples like that. Um, you know, we can write, you can be pen pals, even if you're not comfortable, you know, going into the prison. Um, you know, you can be pen pals. Um, these are things that are very important. Um you know, um, you know, you know, what is it? Uh, remember the passage about Lazarus, you know, the people on your doorstep, you're not supposed to step on them you're, or step over them. You're supposed to meet them, not neglect them. And so you might have a prison nearby that you can help. Yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it, oh. I know some people that do work in prison ministry in our area. It, it's been difficult of late because of concerns on spread of uh, virus or illness. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. But, but nonetheless, the if, if you feel you're called to prison ministry, but for one reason or another at this time, because it's more difficult, there are other aspects. Perhaps it's visiting nursing homes, which is a little easier yeah. to go, yeah. or who are the homebound in your parish. Sometimes parishes have a specific homebound ministry of one yeah. form or another. Uh, there are many ways in which we think of those who are, are uh, uh, stuck in one spot. Uh, so that yeah. it's, it's a diversified sort of understanding, but especially those who are yeah. imprisoned needing reform. Be, or Yeah, they could be. Those sick ones you just mentioned are in a way in a prison if they have no visitors and they can't get out. Yeah. Yeah. Freedom can be lost in different ways. Yeah. Interesting. And, the, and that leads to our next one, Father, which is comfort the sick. You know, again, Matthew 25, Jesus says, I was ill and you cared for me. 
And, um, you know, it's funny. Here's one for you. Mother Teresa, this blows a lot of people away. She said once that the greatest poverty was not hunger or homelessness. Rather, she said the greatest poverty is being unwanted, unloved, and uncared for. Mm-hmm. The lack of love. And, yeah, so this ties it all together. Um, so if we can visit the sick or the homebound, as you just mentioned, it ties into this next one. Even our friends and family with COVID, mm-hmm. you know, um, to comfort them, uh, to provide for them. You know, 40 million in the U.S. don't have medical insurance. So even the most basic care they can't get, and we can provide that, you know, by even getting them simple little things that, you know, at the store, um, you know, or an elderly, you know, visiting the sick can mean reaching out to even um, friendless in your own community who don't have anybody. Uh, so this is, you know, you got your meals on wheels that come. You can visit, like you said, nursing homes. Uh, beautiful stuff. And then that leads us to the last one, Father, that's confusing for most people, bury the dead. Yes. And, um, you know, yeah, it, it, you know, they it, it, it obviously want to make sure our, our relatives have uh, the proper funeral service. Um, and um, when Jesus said, let the dead bury the dead, that's different here. He was talking about, let those who are spiritually dead, um, you know, let them be. Uh, we need, we have a mission here to those who will receive the word. But those who do die, um, we have to also bury the dead. It's a work of mercy to ensure that those who've lost someone um, through prayers and graces help bury the dead, meaning that they come to peace. Yes. Um, You know, I've met people who've had deaths and loved ones who've never recovered. Are we there for them to help them bury the dead, meaning entrust them to God? Um, you know, the needs that they might have. So that's an interesting one that many people don't realize. Mm-hmm. And if I might add on, there, there is one phenomenon that takes place, is that sometimes perhaps uh, loved ones have the, the deceased family member or loved one cremated, and then they do not bury the cremains uh, in an yeah. appropriate way. Maybe they're you know, on the shelf or you know, somehow. Yeah, sometimes they, they get interred. Yeah. Yeah, put in a, in a cemetery, interred in the ground or in a... a, a uh, on a proper burial spot. Uh, that's very important. It's what our, our Lord teaches in our church. So uh, good things here on the Corporal Works of Mercy, Father. We're getting short on time. We've got about four minutes left. What can you tell us about the, <laughs> the spiritual works of mercy, Father? <laughs> yeah, I, I think we'll try to go through these a lot more quicker. Um, you know, if we want to receive mercy from God, we've got to show mercy to others. But it's not just in our physical providing of resources. It's in our spiritual support. Uh, so real quick, you know, teach, instruct the ignorant. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we do videos here at the Marians. We try to educate people on our faith because you can't love what you don't know. Yes. Thomas said the intellect precedes the will. So we, we can't love. Love is an act of the will, what we don't know. Uh, so you need to educate yourself on the faith. Um, okay, my next one, my favorite, admonish the sinner. Yes. Um, oh, man, this one, you're a hater, you're a bigot. No, it's actually a work of mercy, it as is. long it's a... as it's done in love. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a work of love to teach and to correct, and then to suffer for doing so, exactly what our Lord did. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, next is counsel the doubtful. Um, you know, before, people can be very hesitant. 
uh, you know, uh, help counsel them, help instruct them on different options, um, give them that support, um, let them not see the negative, let them see the positive. The next is similar, but it comforts the sorrowful. We've all know somebody who's lost, somebody lost a loved one, or even a, a relationship has ended. Um, we need to comfort those people. Um, you know, these are very difficult times. The next is my big one. I'm working on always be patient with those in error. <laughs> I'm, always, right. I'm always impatient and, and, and always working on this one, Father. But, but what so, do you recommend for, you know, for somebody, we all, perhaps someone in our family or, you know, we're, we work in parishes yeah. or uh, what, what's a strategy that you found is at least helpful to cope oh, with for me, trying to be patient? Yeah. With me, every time I go to confession and I confess the same sin, and I think about how patient God has been with me yes. for the same sin over and over. I'm like, oh, Lord, how patient you've been with me. I'm merciful. And then it always pricks, God pricks my conscience yep. and saying, okay, now you be patient That's with right. those because I've been patient with you. Yes. <laughs> so, That's great. Uh, great witness, Father. Uh, yeah. So the last couple, um, basically... Um, Forgive offenses. Father, I tell you what, if there's nothing else your listeners do, please forgive. Our Lord says, I cannot forgive if you have not forgiven others. Our Father, forgive us as we forgive those who trespass against us. Yes. And uh, very important. And finally, the last one, seventh, is pray for the living and the dead. And very important that we remember our loved ones through masses, prayers, chaplets, rosaries, offering of little sacrifices, very important that can help them in their journey to heaven. Father Chris, it's been awesome having you on. We're out of time here this morning. It goes so fast sure. when we have you on. I look forward to having you on again here in a All month right. or so. And please say a prayer for us at the National Shrine of Divine Mercy. Thank you, Father Chris Alar. Go to their website, check out what they have. They have many great things. The Marians of the Immaculate Conception. And please stay with us. Coming up next, we will have Straight Talk with myself, Father Randall Kazel. Uh, after a short break, we'll be right back with Real Presence Radio Live. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 